welcome to Deep Soul Divers Astrology. I'm your host, Carmen Turner Schott. Thank you for joining today. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And I'm excited to have two wonderful astrologers with me today. My guest, uh, Caroline Lynch, who's a psychic astrologer from the UK, and Merlin Wizard, who's a professional astrologer for 40 years in the UK. And I've been on their radio show. They had a have a astrology show that I've been on and and we would chat about astrology in the world. And I thought I want to bring them on, on here. And I thought today we could talk about Pluto and a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen when Pluto goes into Aquarius and also Pluto in your birth chart and, and what happens when you have Pluto transits and kind of take some live callers if we want and just kind of talk about Pluto. So I'm going to go ahead and bring you guys on. So welcome Merlin and Carolyn. Hi. Hi. How are you? What time is it over there? I, I know it's it's just gone six p.m. Oh, so wait, too bad. Okay. Past my bedtime. I know. Right? <laughs> well, I used to have the nine o'clock slot, so it was way too early for uh, some folks. So, but no, welcome. And how are you guys doing? Okay. Muddling yeah. Through. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Carmen? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's been just a lot of stuff going on, especially I think the energy in October was really intense and mm-hmm. with the astrology energy and a lot of people reaching out to me uh saying what is going on, you know, why do I feel, you know, this way and just lots of change, lots of stuff going on and now, you know, Mars went into Sagittarius. And we have Sagittarius season now. I can feel kind of a a lighter energy than the Scorpio, you know, that we had all that Scorpio going on. Yeah. (laughs) Although Mars is still dragging us down a bit. Yeah. It's like, come on, right? So uh, I have some people. I kind of watch the chat. Uh, We got some folks in my groups that sometimes put in the chat and then also on YouTube. So if we have questions or if we have callers, they'll let me know. But I thought we could just talk a little bit about Pluto. Like, you know, and we have a lot of uh, people that are new to astrology, you know, beginners. We have advanced folks. We have a little bit of everybody Mm. listening in. So, Like me. (laughs) (laughs) No, you've been doing this 40 years. You're like, you're like one of the experts here, you guys. So, (laughs) so what do you think about Pluto? You know, tell, what do you think just the planet itself, like in the birth chart? You know, it's what, how do you experience Mm. Pluto? And where's your Pluto's at? And then we can talk about where all our Pluto's are. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I, there's the whole house system thing, isn't there? So it's like, well, um, equal house, my Pluto is in the fourth. Uh-huh. And but most other of the quadrant systems, say, such as Placidus, it would be in the fifth. Okay. Um, it is conjunct my son. So I suppose I, oh. I can sort of talk a little bit of a personal level about Pluto in that respect um I would say it's it's an energy that's hard to well hard to fathom really it goes on on such a sort of subterranean level yeah and gosh how much can you say I mean you could say so much can you um it, it, I mean, in terms of encompassing all of its meaning, whether that be in the birth chart or looking at it with transits, progressions, whatnot, it, it just has this very s- strong, but it's, it's like drip, drip, 
kind of energy I feel that mm. it's it's there. You, it's not a big fanfare around it, but it, it's it effects are so pen, penetrating, really. Yeah, yeah it rules hidden energy like nuclear power, atomic energy, yeah. microscopic, yeah. yes, pathogen. So the yeah. power those yeah. kind of things have on us, unseen, but it's always there. Potent, really, isn't it? It's potent. Yeah. It's a bit like Reasons. a bottle of something, like an essential oil, yeah. or mm. um, just like an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it, it takes some doing to get to grips with its energy yeah. in the chart as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it can. Wow, what, oh God, I feel like I'm lost for words. It's transformational, like... it's transformational. Isn't it? it's what what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, meaner and leaner. Rebirth, it's like that eighth yeah. house, that mm. ruler. And, and with you having it conjunct your son, you know, I, I use the placidus and and mm. I feel like that makes you very much an eighth house phoenix, in my opinion. You know, just that eighth it would intensify that, that energy of healing and being a healer and a psychic and intuitive and spiritual gifts and all of that when it's conjunct you know your moon or sun I find that's really powerful and then yeah. you're really like you're strong and resilient type of a person that can just kind of overcome a lot you know that's kind of what I see with people with the, that kind of conjunction with Pluto because it's it regenerates you you know it is healing too it can be really um, painful at times yeah. you know I got yeah. I got it in my first house uh, yeah, wow. in my first house yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mercury, my Mercury's there, but they're not conjunct. But I feel like people either love me or hate me. You know, it's, it's like, you know, people are really drawn to me to share a lot mm. of the problems, you know, ever since I was little. And I think that kind of mixes in with my eighth house moon and Jupiter um, and Chiron. But but definitely I noticed people would really want to be around me or they would be like not like me at all or not want to be around me, yeah. like feel comfortable around me. And I don't know why sometimes it's like, well, you know, they say they feel vulnerable around me. I don't even have to say anything. I think that's Pluto. It's that invisible. It's Pluto, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you've got that, penetrating eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's like a laser beam. It's like an x-ray. Kind of you x-ray see eyes. all the, yeah. the aspects and the inner parts and things that perhaps they're not even aware of as well, yeah. which, which is, um, and I suppose with you, Carmen, like people are aware that you can really turn things around for them in some way or, or, or they can give you something of theirs and, and you can really kind of bring back on it, you know? Yeah. We got a question in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. so my Pluto's in the 10th house. I wonder if this is why I keep going into the wrong jobs that lead to burnout. If Pluto mm-hmm. is in my 10th house, does this mean it will always be this way? What do you guys think? Well, image. Sorry, Merlin. No, I was just saying that public image and empowers is often to do professional areas, isn't it? Yeah, and also how people how people see you as well. You could also have an effect like uh, being in the spotlight in some ways. People coming to you like a magnet, kind of thing, and um, you might have situations, particularly when you're younger, where you had. Like accidents or things happen where you're in some kind of danger. Right. I've come across Pluto in the 10th house. What do you think, Caroline? Yeah, I mean, I would say Pluto in the 10th house, it's, it's, 
you're always going to be drawn to it because Pluto is extremes. So it, it may be that you are amongst people that in some ways there's that um, power play as well, you know, where it's either people, are, I would imagine quite instinctively, people are aware of your power because it would tend to um, come to life, if you like, in a in the position of authority or in a position of a, an organisation, which is kind of what the yeah. tech house is about. Mm-hmm. And so you would tend to attract situations where it are quite heavy, you know, and yeah. people will either be a bit envious, you know, that's a very Plutonian theme, isn't it? This, this, because um, it relates to Scorpio, or they will want to mine from that power that you have in some way. Um, and, and this could be partly what the burnout is about. And also because simply there will be quite a transformational process within your career standing. Therefore, mm. you, you can't take anything, nothing is lighthearted when it comes to your standing in life. All you know? or nothing. It, it is a bit of an all or nothing. So I think once you find your niche, once you slot into place, it's like it's like finding the right socket for your power in order for it to feel less like it's draining you or doing something extreme to you. And I think you will get there on that, you know. Yeah, and I suppose with Pluto in, in the 10th house, occupations would be relevant, like something undercover, something secret, radiography. And yeah. I mean, that's not usually seen in investigative reporters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. FBI agents and yeah, um, occupations <laughs> where you're not seen or, or known. Yeah. It could be I therapists mean, too, like psychologists. Yeah, so Even working in the theatre behind, like working on the props behind the scenes, it can be yeah. a computer. So the wrong jobs, you know, uh, she feels yeah, she's in the, the wrong right job. job. Yeah. Maybe the jobs aren't deep enough. They're not they're not yeah. challenging enough for you, you know, because Pluto needs yeah. depth, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, in one way or another, if it's not utilizing that aspect of you, you will find these crises will come up because mm. Pluto will want you to be bringing that power into you. It's what you're there to do. You know, you're meant to. Um, transform things by your presence in some way and it could just be in the sense of you understanding the intrinsic structure of things on a deeper level and being able to therefore grow things sort of exponentially Mm. you know from a small seed you know you'll be able to sort of have that growth Um, but so if in any way you are disempowered it will tend to put you into situations where you'll get shady people or situations that drain on you and it's, it's a yeah. heavy energy isn't it to have really anywhere yeah, you might have colleagues or a boss that wants to stay out after the home time you know for hours i mean on saturdays and things like that so yeah it's that, a bit like being the victim isn't it because sometimes pluto could be yeah. be the victim yeah. or you could be the torturer yeah i find it's like whatever house it's in Mm. It, there's usually some type of a wound that has to be healed. Uh, so, you know, for 10th house, you know, it would be maybe finding your 
your your work mission, finding what fulfills you in your job. And that's where the wound may be, right? Yeah. And like for me, you know, it's first house. So it was my wound was self-expression. You know, I used to be really shy at a hard time, you know, very scared of being hurt. So I didn't express myself as much, you know, I had to overcome that. So I, you know, talk and share more and not be so okay. quiet, yeah. right? So bit I, like the lion in the Wizard of Oz. What's the line? <laughs> the lion, you know, in the Wizard of Oz, the lion. Oh, the lion, the lion. Yeah. The lion. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that courage, isn't it? And the yeah. self-expression and, and coming into your power, I suppose. Realising their power. Yeah. Yeah. They're a lion. What more do they need? Mm. Yeah. Well, we got one other, let's, we got one more question, then we can kind of mm -hmm. talk about, you okay. know, some other things of Pluto. Um, we could talk about what happens when it transits different things. We can share our experiences. I've been through a couple mm -hmm. major Pluto transits. Um, someone says, she said, thank you for responding. So that was helpful. She is, so someone new says, uh, Ray Astrology says, I have had Pluto conjunct my Venus for the past two years in Capricorn, th third house. And what keeps on resonating with me is the word obsession, besides all the other heavy influence of Pluto. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Pluto yeah, Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nothing shallow about that, whether it's your obsession, someone else's, it's um yeah. it, it it's like being in that situation where you just can't quite get that balance in a sense because it's consuming. Um, so relationships and and also how your relationships yourself because Venus is our sense of values and and how we value ourselves as well I think um, yeah and Venus can be intense in Capricorn I found yeah yeah this, that person might find they blush a lot if they're around somebody they like <laughs> yeah Venus and Capricorn uh I think they like they like people that can better their life that that they respect that they can look up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they like people that that work hard and and have yeah. this, the loyalty. They'll be, yeah, they'll be yeah curious themselves, wouldn't they? Really? Yeah, strong values, isn't it? In uh, Venus and Capricorn, mm -hmm. um, they need to feel that there is something solid, that there's something perhaps external about the relationship that they're seeking, and it's not just you know, an exchange of words or. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'd say with the Pluto there in Capricorn, and I suppose Mercury being a communicator uh, to do with transferring, like buying and selling things, if you like, so that person probably likes to collect things, certain items of interest. Mm -hmm. Might be antiques, could be pretty objects or something unusual like walking sticks, mm -hmm. carriage clocks or Capricorns at the time is be fashion as well because um, Capricorn be associated with fashion. Yeah, you might have a collection of shoes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Capricorn definitely can be, and and that can be a, a bit of a transformation with your appearance as well, mm -hmm. because Venus is how we like to um, yeah. beauty ourselves in some way, yeah. and so it can have that effect too. Yeah. But going back to, um, sorry, the, the question, wasn't it, um, Venus? Yeah. And so I yeah. guess the third house. Yeah, third house Pluto conjunct Venus. And, and the, it's yeah. a transit. I think it's transiting for the past two years, they the, said. 
yeah third house so I suppose communication that's another one that's you know that it it could have a really powerful effect on the way things go um, within relationships and also um, again one's communication to oneself because um, the fact that it is over your Venus it is to do in some ways with your your sense of self and identity and um yeah well she they would have gone through a metamorphosis since 2008 mm. particularly with their relationship yeah. whether friends or personal even family relationships mm -hmm. would have been going through some changes spring cleaning in effect hopefully that will stop as, as Pluto enters Aquarius in January so what what do you guys think about um you know this you know when pluto transits each house i think it brings a lot of change and it's always it's always interesting when i see when pluto gets ready to go into someone's fourth house in a transit chart or their marriage house their seventh house for instance 12th house eighth house you know but especially the fourth house because i lived through that and mm. uh, my pluto is now in the fifth house thank goodness but I tell you when it was through when it was through my fourth house, so many things happened in my life. So I always try to give someone a heads up, you know, that mm. just a lot of a lot of change. There was a lot of unexpected loss. You know, I lost some loved ones and and just I moved a lot. I changed jobs a lot. So I think the thing I realized is that Pluto really the transits of Pluto really affect that opposite house too. It, I it, think it, it does, yeah, because if you think about the UK countries uk and also usa yeah. uk england is a capricorn country in for a transformation for <laughs> 13 odd years and of course the usa is also going for a transformation true in for the past decade or so it's so yes it does opposite it does affect the opposite yeah yeah but my jobs were so many changes in my job my you know when i'm moving new houses mm. just you know, just a lot mm. of uh, you know, upheaval with the, you know, my parents, my grandparents, just a lot of changes in their lives too, you know, the family. So I think when, you know, it's important for the listeners to know where Pluto is in their birth chart, because that's where they're going to have this healing, this growth, this, this test, this, you know, wound to heal and transform and tap into power, you know, and all these things. And then it's good to know where it's transiting and what it's, what house and area life it's, it's influencing because that is, it's really important to know that. I find Pluto and Uranus and Saturn transits, those three are the ones I feel mm -hmm. the most. Definitely. Yeah, Uranus is hard. <laughs> I don't like Uranus at all, but uh, yeah. uh, I like Pluto better. But at least with Pluto, I feel like you can feel the energy coming. Like even before it moves you can, into that area. And you can do yeah. things with it, can't you? Can, yeah. You yeah. can change, but you can get on the boat. The it's the shock factor of Uranus, isn't it? It's oh, just yeah. The light Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to bed and you get yeah. up in the morning and somebody's coming and rearrange the furniture. Yeah, I yeah. don't like that. It is. Like it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I yeah. do not like Uranus. It's it's like no. electric and then it hits and it mm. shakes, everything blows up and then it leaves and then it shake, comes back, shakes it up again, leaves. And yeah. then, where Pluto's just there and you can feel it coming into that area of life, that energy's tense even before it gets in there, I feel. And yeah. and at least I know it's coming. I feel like, like a wave, through. isn't it? That you can't escape. Yeah. yeah, it's like this energy. This it's, it's the energy so intense you can feel it. 
where Uranus is kind of sporadic and it blindsides you. It's like unpredictable. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. But, um, oh, yeah, sorry, comment. I've <laughs> uh, got some people, someone said, transiting Pluto, absolutely point on. Women relationships, all correct. Someone said, I have Pluto and Uranus retrograde in my sixth house. Now, that's an interesting, I would like to see what you guys think of that. When I see Pluto in someone's birth, uh, in their Pluto and Uranus in someone's sixth house, what do you guys see with that as far as uh, experiences of their health and their life? And mm. that's always interesting to me. So I, I take it we're talking the Virgo, um, well, sixth house. Yeah. yeah, Pluto, yeah, Pluto, but, but I mean, yeah, because that was the last time my thinking right now <laughs> Pluto Uranus yeah it could be Scorpio yeah um well I mean really that's that's a lot of twists and turns isn't it to do with um getting on an evil even keel physically um mm. both in terms of your everyday living and habits and how you help your health and just the stuff that comes up that feels that it's out of your control um so maybe feeling a bit disempowered in that respect at times and having to learn your sense of power and with your health yeah. and well-being. Yeah. It's like utilising it, isn't it? Utilising it to, mm. to benefit you. It could be quite nice. So, I mean, 6,000 often associated with diet, for example, so finding the foods that are mm. good for you compared to foods that could be poisonous for you, really. And also lifestyle, well, lifestyle choices. Doing things like, I don't know, Virgos might like, um, they might not running, but they could like yoga or meditation or doing things which allows them to get out of them, escape uh, mm -hmm. from the routines that they could be involved in, which could be quite intense actually, you know, particularly their work. Yeah. Yeah. What about Pluto? Someone says, what about Pluto transit Neptune? Pluto transit conjunct Neptune in the first house in Aquarius. That could be fun. <laughs> For a young adult. I guess they're younger and a younger adult. Kind of like rude awakenings, though, isn't it? Because Neptune is where we like to stay a little bit dreamy and, and yeah. have lots of fantasies and ideas about things. And then Pluto comes along and it's like, whoa. Yeah. This isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> they could be an in, they could be a sarcastic comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sarcasm. So it might do that, Dark but it side. also it might throw up some hidden treasures as well. I think because Pluto sometimes gives you the means to bring about um, some of your wistful longings and things, but it will show you the realities and depths you hadn't. Pondered, I suppose. Yes. Oh, yeah. When yeah. that transits, yeah. Yeah, um, even the, in their dreams. I mean, their dreams could be quite strange, yeah. surreal, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know. Probably inventive as well. Inventive. Yeah. I'd say that person could be an entrepreneurial. Okay. Because they'd certainly think outside the box. Yeah. They, they could probably do things that most of us wouldn't have to dream of doing yeah that first house aquarius it's interesting yeah I, I know my first book pilot I, or an astronaut <laughs> a, 
Pluto oh. by Jeff Green. This is the first, I got this back in the 90s when I first started studying astrology. Mm. And when I was looking up, you know, Pluto in the first, you know, just looking up things, it all made sense. And, and I think with Pluto, uh, it's important. We know what a powerful, what a powerful energy it has to help us transform and change. And someone was asking, you know, um, how do you work with it? I think like we were talking about is, is to tap into the powerful energy of it and the positive yeah. side of it, the positive side of it, which is yeah. change. If you think it, it rules fungus, for example, and we, we can eat mushrooms, can't we? Now, various kinds of fungus can eat is very tasty, very edible. So you're working with it in a positive way. It can be used in other ways. So it's finding what works for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be trial and error. Oh, we got some we got some live callers. Okay, I just saw. Oh my God. All right, let's, let's bring let's bring Lisa in from Colorado. Hi. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I know yes. how you guys feel about Uranus, but um, I have Uranus conjunct Pluto in Virgo in the eighth house. Wow. Oh, wow. Well done. Pluto in eighth house. <laughs> Yeah. So let me let me ask you, you know, what has been your experience with that? Do you feel like you've had a lot of transformations and rebirths, like psychologically, emotionally through your life? I think it has affected me on multiple levels throughout my life. Yeah. yeah. Especially now because Uranus is opposite. Um, well, yeah, to throw it, it, you guys are astrologers, you can appreciate this. Yeah, I have so a water trine. I have a water trine that hits um, my 10th house, my 2nd house, and my 7th house. Uh-huh. And at the top of the kite is Uranus and Pluto in the 8th. Wow. So it's craziness. Yeah. yeah. Literally. It feels like um, you're plunged in somehow, doesn't it? Like that you go into situations that feels inescapable. Yeah. It's mm. like you, I would you say that's, want... that's somewhat true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you're a free spirit, but then you're restricted by something that happens kind of thing. So you might be walking along somehow, uh, walking along the road, and then somebody comes in and says, oh, can you help me with this? Do this? There's some kind of interference going on with what you're doing. It can be crazy energy. And... Mm. um really talking about that wound i'm curious to see your thoughts on that wound where that pluto is in that eighth house yeah my daughter has pluto in the eighth house and what i find with with that placement is it it gives you a very oh it gives you a a bullshit meter uh meter you'll be able to see through fakeness see oh yeah very perceptive and can see when someone's lying or when someone's full of baloney, right? You just see, it's like laser. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's a hard place to be because you, you know, you know the truth, but what you're hearing from yeah. somebody else isn't that. And then I have to make a decision. Yeah. It's kind of like on the other of, side of that, on the other mean, side of that, Carmen, is people connecting with uh could actually feel naked in front of her. So they might think mm-hmm. that you know their secrets, even though you don't. So they yes. could feel a bit nervous around you. Yeah. yeah. Intimidated. And some and of them will turn and run. It's a powerful <laughs> yeah. energy. 
Yeah, they they it's like that like love and like all or nothing, love or hate, or you know, completely drawn, very connected, but also it can be uncomfortable when you're so deep and connected to somebody, especially if if it brings up their wounds or their their traumas. Yeah. And so I find a lot of people with Pluto in the eighth are drawn to healing work, Reiki, energy healing, psychology, helping people with their problems, right? And and you're really a natural psychologist with that placement. That's kind yeah. of what I see. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is well with Uranus there, modern mm-hmm. technology and the eighth house Scorpio Pluto is often about hidden things, hidden treasures. What you could do, get yourself a metal detector and go out and look for treasure. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> go find It'll some awesome. old coins and old ancient. Yeah, that's neat. Especially you, you probably wouldn't need to notify you. Probably you could use dowsing rod to it yourself. Yeah. Uh, Caroline. Lisa. So saying, especially with Uranus trining, it could, yeah. you know, unexpected good results. <laughs> yeah. So Lisa, when, what's your experience with, you know, um, loss and grief and healing? You know, have, have you lost someone close to you? You know, did that transform you and really get you on your spiritual path and kind of awaken your, your eighth house spiritual gifts? I have been dealing with death of family members since I came in. I lost my father when I was three and pretty mm-hmm. much my entire family's on the other side. I have one living sibling still alive, but, uh, death and, uh, the other side has been, um, I've turned it into my friend rather yeah. than the dark side of it. Definitely. Like that makes sense. That. Yes. Yeah. Very much. I'm out. completely connected to my family on the other side, yeah. but they're not physically here. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does because often people with strong eighth house placements do have a strong connection to the spirit world yeah. as well. That's your spiritual um, gift, you know, is that that deep connection with even though, you know, you know, you know, that's what I think Pluto and the eighth teaches us is that there really is no such thing as death. You know, life life still goes on. We're a soul, we're a spirit and our, our loved ones are still there for us. And and I hear that from a lot of folks that have planets in the eighth. Um, losing a loved one at a young age and an interest in in what happens when we die and and why am I here you know these these life experiences will make you question the meaning of life you know that's the that's why I love the eighth house and and Pluto rules it so you know (laughs) all that (laughs) that intense powerful energy Uh, my daughter has Pluto in the eighth and I remember she would be um, when she was little she was in the bathtub once she was like three and she's like where do I go when I die you know she kind of asked me and 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 I think what happened after that too, she was always interested in that. And then she'd never been to a funeral. And when we took her to a funeral, it was like uh, one of my great uncles and she had never been. And she wanted to go up to the casket and she's like, I wanted to go up and, and I held her. She was maybe four. And we went up there and someone was standing there and, and she, they said, he's just sleeping, honey, to my daughter. She says, no, he's not. She just knew. She's like, he's not mm. sleeping, mommy. Like she, she just mm. knew. And she did, she knew they were lying to her. And yeah. she was only four. And I'm like, Pluto in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. can't. And she was always that way from a young age. So, you know, it's such a depth of gift. But Lisa, do you have any anything else for us? And then I'm going to bring the other caller on. I appreciate you calling in. 
Thank you. No, that that was great. The confirmation and your insights on that has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Bye-bye. So we, we got Lauren Smith from Pennsylvania. Lauren, are you, are you with us? Yes. Hi, Carmen. Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling in, Lauren. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm okay. I just want to know, uh, I have Pluto in the 12th house of Virgo. Now, the 12th house, I know that the planets in the 12th house are kind of like hidden, like their energies and stuff. I would like to know just anything about Pluto in the 12th that could help me with that, please. What do you guys think? I'll let you start and then I'll... Deep creativity. And again, imagination and dreams must be quite fascinating. Um, okay. Possibly um, uh, uh, creative like musical, um, could perhaps in writing or poetry. Song. Absolutely on point. I love music. That's yeah. what my thing. Might, yes, and there might be something unusual about it as well. You might play an unusual instrument, for example. Yes, that 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 hits on point as well. Anything else about Pluto hidden in the twelve? No, I think I theater. think. Do you like theater? Do you like theater? Like theater. Yes, yes. Yeah. I like that. art. I like. You know, art, music, yeah. and theater. They are all things that I do like. But I like, like things that are a little avant-garde, not the norm yeah. at all. You probably like Salvador Dali. Yeah. Yeah. Like a powerful... Absolutely. It's, it's like a... If you think of it, it's like all that power that we're talking about with this planet. The energy can be... It's a little bit masked. You know, that's the way I, I see it. It's like... Exactly. It's illusion. There's illusion and like a like a fog... I think sometimes mm. it's hard for you to tap into the power of Pluto. Yes, absolutely. That's what I was trying to say, like, because yeah. of the hidden 12th house, how to tap in. Absolutely. I think, like he's, like Merlin said, through your creativity, yeah. I think you could tap into the this power. And then what you're going to do is you're going to unleash it and you're going to unmask it. <laughs> Yeah. Which you can do with 12th house planets. I got some and, and eventually I got to come out of hiding. Right. So you can come out of it, out of the hiding. Yeah. And uh, you okay. might actually like you might like doing things like um, watching volcanoes, you know, going to places to watch a volcano, actually courting danger. And the thrill of it. Uh, yeah, of it. that's true, too. I like that, too. Mm. Anything mm. with a thrill or anything unconventional. Like Roger well, it's, it's strong imagination, definitely. And it can be, it is one of those energies that's hard to put into words. It's hard to manifest. That's why you can only sometimes tap into it by other means, such as music or um, I don't know, creative writing or something uh, where it's just a, a more raw expression. So it could even be, um, looking at certain cultures where they have very, um, not primitive, but um, I guess quite raw ways of expressing oneself and, and, and obscure ways in some way that puts you in touch, it, it sort of taps you into a source. So it's kind of like being very disconnected, I guess, from what's expected, being able to go into sort of slightly taboo areas 
Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks You're for welcome. calling, Lauren. What's so, that? Uh, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So, yeah, the, thanks, guys. Yeah, that was good. Now, we got we got some time left. Let's Let's talk about... Pluto, the big astrological event that we everyone's been talking about, uh, Pluto into Aquarius. Yeah. So what do you guys mm -hmm. think? What do you think, you know, what is going on right now with Pluto still in Capricorn? And then what do you guys think is going to happen at the first of the year? I have a lot of people asking me, like, what's coming? You know, what is this Pluto and Aquarius going to do to our lives and to the world? And what do you guys think? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it actually because it's been in Capricorn, all these restrictions and authoritarianism, mm. yeah. the corruption that come out of government, people in, in control leading us. When it goes into Aquarius, Aquarius is a humanitarian sign about the conscious collectiveness. Mm -hmm. So I'm anticipating Pluto to be dredging things up with regards to traditions from 300 years ago, really. Yeah. What's been happening in Capricorn, but in in um in um Paris, it'd be new inventions. People say, okay, this is how we do it. So there might be some of the internet and mobile phones. We might not have borders. We might not have governments. Anyway, Maybe that everybody votes for something, opposed to just having a few number of people doing things on our behalf because things they not they don't have our interests at heart, do they? So I think there's going to be that kind of revolution going. Bearing in mind, it's going to be there for 25 years. There's plenty of time, lots of social change. And of course, space travel thing, isn't it? We'll probably be going up. What do you guys think about the whole UFO thing with this, your theories on outer space UFOs, like making themselves known when when, when Pluto goes into Aquarius? Yeah, I've been feeling oh. that. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it. I, I just something from the sky, you know. I just. I yeah. What do you think, Caroline? You think? Well, they've already sort of opened up a bit, haven't they? They've already. It's interesting how the timing of that is just so spot on, isn't it? With um, you know, it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. Then Pluto teeters into Aquarius, and then it's like, oh yes, there is something, <laughs> and so we, we're bound to hear more of that and experience more of that in some way and like Merlin was saying the humanitarian element of Aquarius well that's going to take things forward leaps and bounds really isn't it in terms of we're already starting to see a lot of questioning of what is a human being you know in oh, yeah. terms of AI and then you've got well what's what's a gender you know that's all very fluid isn't it how people are, are discussing that and framing that yeah. um so that's very much I feel I mean that's a Pluto thing anyway isn't it because it, it deals with um you know gender sex that's quite yeah. Plutonian mm. and um and then of course the the technological side of things that's every bit Aquarius so it's it's like this transformation of almost like mechanical in some ways, I want to say, a bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for, but sort of divorced from the very animalistic human experience, being more of the mind, 
and conceptualized, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like more rational, more in, 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 not more detached from emotion. Yeah. 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 The purity, detached yes. from biology in a way, detached from yeah. that everyday sort of yeah. sense of um, yeah. It kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, I, well, I'm learning. I'm saying I'm learning every day, but I took a training um, and we were talking about, you know, social media and, and well, technology now with bullying and, and sexual harassment, all this stuff going on online. And there's actually things happening in these AI 3D virtual reality rooms uh, where people are being victims of sexual assault and, and harassment and, and they're right. in AI. I mean, they're, they're in a right. virtual world. And I'm like, this is like a thing now, like they're doing prevention on this stuff. And it's like, but it's not even in the real world. And then they showed this app where your boyfriend, girlfriend are, are a computerized person that looks real and they'll call you, text you, check on you, like to give you Oh, well, that's right because here in, in the UK in the it's UK a- last year there was a man caught uh, Windsor Castle the police uh, planted him going around the grounds of Windsor Castle and he was going to murder her because his AI girlfriend told him to oh my gosh are you serious yeah. wow yeah. see this this is like it's happening. It, it was like that yeah. movie Her, you know, with Hakeem Phoenix years ago. I yeah. thought this is like real now. Like yeah. his girlfriend was a computer and or a or the lawnmower man, Pierce Brosman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I think some of this is aquar. This is Aquarius, and I think that yeah. we're going to have to get comfortable with this. You know, because it's that un, uncomfortable, unexpected, new, eccentric energy that's different. You know, we're not used to it. It's not traditional, you know, and I think all of us are being forced to open our minds up a little bit, you know, not be judgmental and, you know, you know, because Capricorns are very traditional. Yes, and that's true. Yeah, less judgmental. Yeah. And we've yeah. we got to be open. Altruistic. Like, yeah. Like my daughter, I think this generation, is it Generation Z? That's what my, what they are. My daughter she teaches me all this stuff and I'm like she's like mom you can't say that I'm like why she goes well it could be seen as this or that I'm like really I'm like 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 I'm learning stuff from her right it's yeah. Like, yeah and she's like oh yeah. yeah she she's on the she shows me these apps and tells me these things going on and and I just am trying not to I'm trying to be more open-minded but I think we have to come out of our comfort zone you know some of the different generations um, you know, in the world, we we have to come into this new comfort zone. I think Gen Z's in it, like they're Aquarians, you know, like like they're yeah. in, you know, and and where it is, it's different. I think it's probably easy. I think depending on your birth chart, it might be easier for some people to adapt to this Pluto and Aquarius energy. Yeah, coming, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to hit those with the fixed signs um, a little harder, you know, in in pertinent places the personal planets like scorpio leo it's it could be a bit tricky um but it's 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 a sort of transformation of society really isn't it and how we structure that and how we think yeah. of ourselves yeah i mean what what do you guys predict what do you think major things are happening will happen when it like right before it goes into Aquarius, you think something major will happen right before, and then once it's in. Yeah, I think like the war in Ukraine, for example, I expect change will happen there, mm-hmm. and particularly with leaders 
perpetrating you. Sure. There'd be some kind of change or revelation in regards to that. Yeah. And um, in other areas, I think it's like the monetary system. I heard today about a shop that's doing away with the the uh, self-service tools because people don't like them. They're going back to having somebody, you know, you go to a, um, what do you call it? You know, a cashier as you're shopping. Yeah. Is it a real person? Yeah, so they're going back to connecting with people. Wow. Yeah. You know what happened? It, this was really interesting. I went to this restaurant. I hadn't ate out in a while, and it's in the Midwest, you know, here in, in near Illinois. <laughs> and came yeah. in, and we, we were going to, just two of us, okay. And they're like, okay, um, the robot will take you to your table. <laughs> oh, I see. There was a robot. It was yeah. a, a, wait, wait, uh, a waitress robot. Waitress. Well, they and have them on the cruise liners. The robot, right? and, on the yeah. cruise liners, they have robotic bartenders. I had right. never seen this before. Real? See, I haven't been on a cruise since. No, I haven't. I, I just heard about it. But yeah, that's really interesting. They yeah. the so, bartenders. And that's a dilemma, isn't it? That does it do away our jobs? I mean, when young people talk to me and they were talking about their career options, I said to them, well, can it be done by a robot? Five years. And that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to tell your children to choose an occupation that's not going to be taken over by a robot. Well, you're, you know, that is a good point that it's like, what, you know, what's going to happen. And and I know someone was asking me, uh, I did a publishing webinar and they're like, you know, what do you think about AI and, and writers and writing, you know, and then, you know, AI taking over. I'm like, I have no idea what it's going to do. I mean, it is kind of mm -hmm. crazy. You can go, yeah. AI can just write books. I mean, yeah. and well, we won't need reporters. Yeah. It takes the creative, it takes the human side out of it to me. Yeah. You know? Doctors and so, nurses, they do operations, don't they, using robots? Yeah. yeah. My husband told me that they have robot robots that do the surgeries. He's an OR nurse. Yeah. And he said, well, there's some surgeries, they'll let the robot do it. And others, it has to be a surgeon. You know, I'm like, cargo wow. ships, yeah. Yeah. airplanes. Well, yeah, pilots. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, cars, of course. Cars are already going that way, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you think this is going to intensify more and more of this kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I think it will. Because I think when you think about it, that is a lot of the essence of Aquarius and the transformational aspect that Aquarius mm. can bring. Um, that, uh, because Aquarius as a sign is detached. It's detached from the emotions somewhat as well. Yeah. So, and I think it will take things to a level where we do understand more about um you know, kind of extraterrestrial life. Um, I think that's going to be part of it. I think there yeah. will be some leaps and bounds in, in those directions. Can you mm -hmm. make, you think you can make robots and like this technology have human, have emotion? I mean, it's like that movie with Will Smith, I Robot, you know, years ago, how the yeah, robot or Robin Williams, part. that one the Robin Williams did. Yeah. 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 It's possible, isn't it? Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, I had never seen, and then they brought the food out too when they sat us the robot, and then they put the food on the tray, and the robot brings the food out from the kitchen oh, to your table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get your food off of the. So recently, this was like a month ago. I'm like, okay, we're already getting into this Aquarius. <laughs> you gave him a tip. <laughs> I'm like, do we tip? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's weird. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. 
And also I think um, the essence, if we look to history with Pluto and Aquarius, is to be quite revolutionary, isn't it? Um, Is it, um, just trying to think, is it timing-wise, I'd have to Google that one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I know it's to do with um, times of there being revolution. Um, Oh, yeah, historically. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. American true. Revolution. Well, the French Revolution. The French, 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 yeah. French Revolution, I thought. Yeah. 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 And also, Doctor Who's been celebrated, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we have, we have this, this is happening. Uh, it's January, right? What are the dates? When is it? It's January when? Well, the end of January. I'll have a look. Yeah. The end of January goes into. Um, what can we tell the listeners? Uh, and we got about five, probably about five minutes or so, eight minutes. What can we tell the listeners how to prepare for this major change, this major transit of Pluto going into Aquarius and how it's going to affect their birth chart? And what are some tips we can give them, you know, just to embrace change and just. Be yeah, patient. well, it's going to be opposite Leo. So Leo's are going to be affected by it. Yeah. And it's square to Scorpio and Taurus. So they'll be affected mm. by it. Mm-hmm. Roundabout the, sorry, um, the early degrees of those signs. So if you're um, born just into that period, um, obviously it's for a while. It's going to be the earlier degree of those signs that it's going to square or oppose or con- mm. uh, conjunct. Which obviously for for Aquarians themselves, yeah, they're in for a bit of a ride, aren't they? You know, with um, if you're born late January Aquarius, you're going to feel some changes. Yeah. And um, and you're going to, it's almost like wanting to shed a skin. It's a bit like the snake, isn't it? It's like this yeah. um, metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so things will be reinvented, won't they? All mm. things have already been done, isn't it? I think of bank yeah. online, isn't it? There's lots of things, as you say, letting go of the old and doing something new. Yeah. 21st of January is when it ends. I was just going to say, which is interesting because that's when the, the sun is also in Aquarius. So it joins in to the sign when the sun is also yeah. next to it in Aquarius. Uh-huh. Um, just a random fact. But... Well, our, <laughs> and it coincides we... next year as the year of the dragon in Chinese. Is probably mm-hmm. Okay. Someone said, oh, wow, I thought Aquarius was going to be the age of dreams, psychics, and instincts. So what do you guys think about the age of Aquarius? You know, everyone's asking, are we in the age of Aquarius? Are we? That's, yeah, I mean, it's so slow, the the transition, isn't it? That it's so hard to say, oh, yeah, next Wednesday, you know. Yeah, right. I would say yes, but slowly, slowly with it, yeah. Yeah. And it is a, a time of that in a way in the sense that although we're talking about being detached from the emotions and robots and things like that it is also flashes of intuition it's also yeah. getting downloading information from yeah. other realms and being mm. very open to anything a bit different yeah and it's true so it's not just this technological side of it it is also um intuition thinking outside the box kind of thing very much, but but also receiving inspiration in a flash yeah. and being yeah. psychic and clairvoyant imprints. Premonitions. And yeah. so it is actually, although we are moving somewhat away from the human guttural 
emotional sort of level of things in in other ways we're moving closer in the sense that we're we're tapping into something that we probably tune out of yeah as well we got about we got about two minutes left Uh, i it's like a awakening you know do you believe i had someone ask me this are are people going to awaken to their spiritual higher self, their abilities? Like, is it going to be an awakening of people that are not maybe? Probably for some people, couldn't it? Bearing in mind that Uranus is going to leave Taurus and go into Gemini, surely. So, yes, that would make sense, doesn't it, in communication. I mean, here in the UK, they're switching the telephone wires, copper wires out for mm. fiber optics, for example. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And it's going Which across It's not Europe. a good thing, in my opinion. No. But... Yeah. <laughs> And I heard that they want the copper, so <laughs> yeah, they're selling so, the copper off. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I do think there's going to be a lot of transformation in the way that we work as well, and the skills. I think we're going to see a transformation of skills um, as to. So, I think there'll be the birth of of new ways of working, new ways of um, yeah. operating in society and helping one another. Yes, so true. some interesting things that will spark. Yeah, it, I saw a video the other day of a man who operated several thousand drones over Las Vegas during the F1 race meeting they had. And he used them to create pictures in the sky. Just one man operating thousands of drones. Oh. You have it in the military, don't you? You have one man operating drones. And the aircraft companies having difficulty. They used to take ex-military to fly aeroplanes. Yeah. But now there's a lack of them because they're switching over to drones. Mm-hmm. And a lack of pilots. Yeah. yeah. It's That's interesting. Change there. Yeah. Well, we got we're about a minute left, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just say thank thank you thank you to the listeners, the people in the chat, for calling in. Can can Merlin Caroline let let the listeners know how they can find you? Do you have a website, a Facebook page where they can follow you? Go on, Caroline. Yeah, I've um got Facebook. You'll find me as Caroline Lynch. Um and um let me see. Also got an Instagram which is Sun and Moon Healing SW. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's another place and um, Twitter at Astro Carolina. And yeah, so how about you, Melanie? <laughs> Find me on Facebook and Twitter or X under okay. Merlin WZ. Very and um, join an email, give an email. Thank you. I'll share this in the groups, the video. Okay. And, and, and I'll put, I'll tag you guys or um, put your info. And thanks for having, thanks for coming. This was awesome. I love talking with you guys. Yeah, we have a- yeah thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it again. I'd love to do it again. I yeah. love, love this. Yeah, this great. So and uh, have a wonderful uh, rest of the weekend. And we'll go ahead and wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for joining. <laughs> Appreciate Bye. you. Bye.